Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello friend and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I am so thankful that you are here, that you are listening. We have such a good podcast episode for you today probably saw from the title already, but we have Carly Malesi back on the podcast. Every time she's on the podcast, the listens just skyrocket. You guys love sharing and listening to her wisdom that she brings on the podcast, everything that she says. Carly is a mentor of mine. I grew up with her. She's somebody, you know, like when I was in high school ministry, she was a leader in high school ministry, and she's just so incredible, and I'm excited to have her on. And today we are talking about how to have hope when your world falls apart, which really aligns, we'll talk about, with her new book that actually comes out today, and she'll tell you all about it. But I think that this conversation is so important because one, I think in the craziness of the world and how much we hear about it with social media and the news, it can feel like the actual world is falling apart sometimes. But two, oftentimes, maybe in the privacy of our own hearts and homes, and we don't share about it as often, or maybe we're really public about these things, but sometimes it feels like our world is falling apart. And I've gotten lots of questions from girls who have felt that way through She Lives Purposefully on Instagram. And so I want to talk about that today because it's so important to know everything we're going to share and discuss, but that the Lord is with you in all of it and we can have hope in the thick of it. So I'm excited for that. And before we dive into and begin this episode, I want to tell you about the sponsor for today's episode. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. You guys know I love Faithful Counseling and I love counseling and I have a 10% off discount for you. So definitely keep listening. If counseling is something that you have been debating or praying about, As you know, if you've listened to me talk about counseling before, I have always supported others going to counseling, but for the longest time, I didn't think that I needed it until a few years ago. And when I went, it was life-changing and it was mindset-changing. But most importantly, my counselor was a Christian who brought the Lord into all of our conversations. And that is true as well for counselors with Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practitioner practicing Christian. At Faithful Counseling, you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor and schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors for you if needed until you find the right fit for you. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid, praise the Lord, is available. We all need to talk to someone and Faithful Counseling can help. Visit faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully and get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve. And she lives purposefully podcast listeners get 10% off right through that link for your first month. And that's faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully. Thank you again to faithful counseling for sponsoring this episode. All right, friends, without further ado, I want to bring on Carly so you can hear this incredible conversation that we have about how to have hope when your world is falling apart. Carly, thank you so much for coming back onto the She Lives Purposefully podcast. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me, Megan. It is great to be here. I love being with you on Sheila's Purposefully. It's so much fun. Oh my gosh, no, it's so much fun. Uh, you're one of our favorite guests. Literally, every time you come on, the episodes have like some of the highest listens. Everybody loves all of your wisdom and just everything that you share. So if anybody is listening who hasn't heard any of our past episodes with Carly, go and check them out. We talk about purpose. We talk about singleness um, and, and just a bunch of different topics. So go and listen to those. I think you can just like, whether it's on Spotify or Apple, like type in She Lives Purposefully and then Carly um, with an I and then those episodes should pop up. But yeah, anyway, every time you've been on, the episodes have been so good and just encouraging and it shows by the listens too. So I'm excited that you are here. Before we dive in, we have a lot to talk about and I'm really excited about today's topic. I think it's so important um, and people will know from the title already that we're kind of talking about how to have hope when your world or the world at large is falling apart. And I feel like a lot of people might be feeling that way with the world at large because things are just like going crazy. It can seem like and almost feel like things are out of control, but they're not because the Lord's in control. Um, and the same applies to personal lives too. But we also have to talk about your new book. So anyway, I'm going to let you share, but tell us who you are, what you do, um, and then we'll we'll dive into all the good stuff. Sure. So my author name is CJ Malacy, and I write stories for young adults and teens that are action, adventure, but stories that incorporate true hope. So kind of bring you to the edge of your edge of your seat and then um, kind of looking at circumstances that seem crazy and hopeless. And how do you find hope in the midst of that? Um, my debut novel comes out next Thursday, which if you're listening to this, then it is now available. Um, and it's called Recruit of Talionis, um, which I am going to let Megan put in the show notes so that you can see the spelling there. Um, and it is about a teen girl who gets kidnapped and forced into the life of a recruited soldier. And it takes place in an imagined future where America has fallen. And it's the story of how do you, how does she like navigate this crazy world that she finds herself in? Um, and how does she find hope there when it seems like everything is falling apart around her? That so yeah, I'm so really excited. Good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yes. Yeah, so the day that this is airing, it's airing November 3rd. So if you're listening, it's either November 3rd or afterwards. And the book is officially available for purchase. And I will link all of that in the show notes. I I'm just so stoked for you. Um, so tell us too, like you told us a little bit about the book, what inspired you to write it? What are like big themes in it? And I know that's going to tie into our topic for today, but yeah, what, what inspired you to write this book? Sure. So I, um, have been working in youth and young adult ministries for years, which is something, um, I mentioned in previous episodes, so I won't bore you all with that story again. But one of the things I noticed so often in talking with the young women I was, um, interacting with is that they, so many have been or are in circumstances and situations that are just insane and beyond, um, just kind of like the world and but their own personal world just kind of falling apart. And I wanted to write a story that could meet that girl who 
feels like her world is shattered, um, whether it's because of something she's done, something that's been done to her, something that's experience, that's being experienced by her and her family, whatever the circumstance, and kind of like meet that girl where she's at in a world that, her world that's fallen apart, where she just wants to escape for a little bit and read a story, but then in the middle of that story, find hope that she can bring back with her into the life she's currently living. Um, so that that was like what what my heart is behind this book is that you can... I mean, hopefully many of the listeners right now aren't in that kind of dark, deep, difficult place, but I know so many are and our world is so crazy. And yeah. just my prayer, my hope with this book is that it could be, you know, that way of kind of checking out for a minute, but then in a way that brings you to hope that is so tangible, so real, so alive, that it can not just be part of a story that you close the book and it doesn't matter anymore, but it can be a part of your life that comes back with you that actually changes how you see the world and the circumstances you're facing right now. Um, because it's a hope so much bigger than the circumstances. Yeah. I love that. I love how you were just describing, like it is kind of this escape from where they're at, but also it's not like a permanent escape because we really can't escape the situations that we're in. But like it brings you to this place to then like strengthen you almost to be able to know that there is hope when you close that book and you go back into your world, whether, you know, that's reading a chapter or the whole book or whatever, but like that you're going to be able to feel more equipped to know like there is hope for me, whatever my situation is, whether that is very personal or whether that's like the world at large. Um, yeah. So I love that because it's like an escape, but an escape to strengthen people because we know we really can't escape these things, yes. like especially, um, yeah, there's just so many things that go on around us. So I feel like that brings us to our topic in a really clear and direct way. We're talking about how we can have hope when our world falls apart. And I think this really applies to, to just like the world at large because the world is going crazy, it seems like, but there is always hope. So, well, I guess actually my question for you is, can we have hope when it feels like our world or the world falls apart? And why or why not? And then later we'll dive into kind of how we can walk in that. But can we have hope and why or why not? Yeah, well, I guess I sort of gave a spoiler to my answer because I said my whole book is about how to find that hope. <laughs> so yes, that would be uh, my answer is that emphatically, yes, that there can still be hope. And the world is always falling apart. And I think through human history, it has been, it's like, there's always that person ready to start a war or set off a bomb or the guy who's completely corrupt who gets this position of authority and more power. And it's like, we see it all around us all the time. And it's that we can have anxiety when we feel like, this is all there is, but there is a hope bigger than that and beyond that. And even when our own world is falling apart. And I think sometimes for us, um, maybe because we're so self-focused, which is a different subject, but I, we all are, and that's just how we are. Um, but like when our world is falling apart, that feels even worse, right? Like it's a million times worse because we can always imagine the world falling apart and how crazy that might be. Yeah. But when it like actually hits close to home and our world crumbles and like we lose somebody, whether it's because they died or because they left us or um, our, our parents get divorced or things just like completely shatter in our personal, personal lives. I feel like in that moment, it can feel like hope is utterly impossible. But 
I can confidently say that, yes, even there, even in the most broken, shattered pieces of your lives, when the brokenness of the world infiltrates your life, yes, there can even be hope there. And that hope can be found. This is the Christian answer, but yet it is the true answer. And that hope is found in Jesus, you know, Um, and we can, I know we'll dive into that practically, but it's, I just feel like it does need to be said that in the brokenness of our lives, there is hope that can shine through. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I do want to dive into how that is Jesus and and why it's so important to, like you said, even though it sounds like the quote unquote Christian answer, and maybe I think sometimes we can write it off as like a cheesy answer that's just so cliche and you can see it on a poster board or whatever. It actually is the true answer. And so it's something that we really need to lean into and cling to because Mm -hmm. that's the only answer that really is going to do anything for us. Um, And when I was thinking about these things and just thinking about like, how can we have hope in whatever is going on in our own world or the world at large in my in my mind I was like breaking it down into the temporary like the hope that we have in Christ as like our comforter and our defender and the one who walks with us like today but also the eternal hope that we have that's like Mm -hmm. even when our prayers aren't answered the way that we hope them to be answered here and now even when things don't become like amazing because sometimes the reality is and we see these stories, you know, all throughout history. Some people have just have really hard lives and some people seemingly have better lives. And we see that in scripture too, where, you know, it almost feels like the wicked are thriving and the righteous are not. And, you know, sometimes it's the righteous who are thriving or whatever, but some people just have really, really hard situations. And and so we have in those times too, the hope of of the eternal and what, what God has after this life for us. Um, but yeah, so I kind of love to break down almost the eternal hope that we have, but also like who God can be for us now and, and what that looks like for Jesus to be our hope now when our world is falling apart. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love how you broke that up and you were like, okay, there's, there are these two aspects of it, but I also think that there are two two of the same whole, you know, so because the Bible doesn't divorce the two, it is very much integrated, you know, Jesus talks, or Paul, or the writer of Hebrews talks about, (laughs) (laughs) suppose Jesus is the right answer to that one, but the writer of Hebrews talks about, like, we have this living hope, right, like, um, actually, I think I just messed that up, I think it's the first Peter, so it's Peter, wow, guys, I'm picking all the wrong people, (laughs) anyway, Peter talks about how we have this living hope, and that, like, it's something that's beyond this life. And then, but that is all wrapped up in who God is, right? So it's, we have this hope that is eternal, that's in the heavens, but it's also part of our daily yeah. lives. And Jesus gave us all these things when he walked on this earth. He said, I am I am the shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we see all through God's word that he's our defender. He's our, he's the one who's our comforter. He's all these things. So he's all these practical things for our daily, daily lives. But the reason it matters so much is because there is that eternal hope as well. Um, I believe it's at the end of first Corinthians where Paul says, uh, if, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. And it's like, so we do need hope in Christ in this life, but then if it's only in this life, yeah. it can't, it can't like be the hope that God intended because the hope God intended has a weight to it that is an anchor for our souls, right? Mm-hmm. It's firm, it's secure, it's steadfast because it is something that is so much heavier, so much more profound, so much greater than this life we're living in. And it is, it is eternity. And if we try to look at hope without eternity, we're going to 
always come up disappointed and always feel like our hope isn't able to like find secure footing because it was never meant to only be on this level. Like we've been told over and over, right? In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And in in other words, like, look, yeah, it's going to get rough. It's going to get really rough. And we all know that. I mean, we could probably sit here and have a two hour long episode of just talking about the difficult things in life right now. Right. But the reality is that Jesus has overcome even those things. So like the reason we can cling to him now is because we know one day he's going to come, he's going to set everything right. One day we're going to see him and we're going to be made like him. And one day we're not going to be able to do this anymore. We're not going to be able to hope. This is the time we can hope because we're looking forward to eternity. And one day we're not going to have the opportunity to hope in him anymore and trust in him anymore because we will be living in that reality. But right now we get to look ahead and and trust that everything he's promised is going to be a part of our lives. And as we trust that, we can then accept him as our shepherd and accept him as our comforter and accept him as our daily help in life and go to his word and believe that everything he has said there is true you know and it is um very much like an eternal huge concept but yet it, it does seep into our daily lives in really practical ways as well yeah i i love that having to because it is like without the hope of eternity every hope here even if it's putting hope in the Lord without eternity, like you're saying, it's going to be fleeting because there's not something that's holding it, you know, even further or firmer rather. And I'm just thinking of so many people who maybe have this wrong perception of the Lord in that like, oh, you know, God, you know, whatever, like he's my best friend. He's going to take care of me, but have no idea of like, okay, he's my savior and my Lord and there's eternity. And like, it's, it's just kind of this very temporary look at Christ. And I just love your emphasis on how important it is. Um, and crucial it is just to make sure that we are looking at any hope that we have here in Christ with an eternal perspective, that it's not just for the here and the now and the Lord period, like everything that he's given to us and every promise that he has for us is not just meant to be for here and now. And I think we can so see it that way Mm -hmm. because we live in the here and now and our problems are in the here and now. And I think sometimes we don't have the weight of eternity on our minds as much as we should. And sometimes that can be a hefty weight in like, okay, like reminding like putting sin to death and like fleeing these things and like walking in the ways of the Lord for eternity but also you know from this perspective of like there is so much hope because I can run with that endurance you know because we have this hope of something beyond the here and now so with all of those things in mind like let's say that we you know have all of these women who are going through so much, whatever they are going through, sometimes it's things that they're publicly talking about. Sometimes it's something really private they're never going to share. How does the hope of eternity and what that looks like for us right now in the here and now, how can that practically help them, that mindset? Yeah. I don't know if that question makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm tracking with you because it can be, sometimes I feel like it can feel like, you know, you sit next to someone who's just gone through something that you're like, oh my word, how can you even be sitting up right now? How are you not like just in a curled up in a ball in the corner? What you just went through is so hard, so, so hard. And that it can feel like sometimes when we say, well, we have this eternal hope, we can 
we can almost feel trite. Like, oh, I'm just putting a Band-Aid on something that's like, you know, not, it's not, it's not a good enough answer. You know, it can, it can feel like that. I think there's first, we need to understand like, uh, okay, we don't want to say it in a trite way because we can do that. We can give the Christian answer that is completely unhelpful yeah. to somebody in that moment. But I also think like there is that reality that Jesus did say like, he took eternity. Everything he did was was putting whatever the circumstance was on, on the other side of the scale was eternity. And it always weighed more. Mm-hmm. And he just, that was the way he kind of functioned was like this kingdom that's coming, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, like live this way because this is what's coming in eternity is what matters. But I think sometimes like in that moment, it is like realizing that, that this life is, it is fleeting. And this, the difficult thing right now, like you can still like look ahead and know that that will you will find healing from that you will find comfort from that like god will meet you there and he will comfort you there and he will bring you through this and it it's the it is the christian answer so it's hard to say it sometimes but i also also think like it's so vital to really understand that like the weight of your feelings right now as understandable as they are they are not heavier than the reality that God is bigger than the circumstances you face and that he loves you and he loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. And that reality, that is, that is a heavier reality, even though your feelings feel like they're the heaviest thing right now. Um, I'm not sure if that answered your question totally or made sense, but yeah, yeah. no, no, I think it does because I, I think it really hits the point of like, our almost our whole perception needs to change on what is weightier what is more real and again like you said it doesn't mean that the feelings that we feel right now are not real because they are real and they are heavy and i know that firsthand from just different things and i'm sure you do too of like really hard things that we walk through those are so real but the hope that we have is that they are not the most powerful thing they're not the weightiest thing and that Jesus is and everything that he has done for us and is doing for us and will do for us is weightier. And and I think too, shifting the perspective of like, okay, everything that is going on right now will come to an end. Like you were talking about earlier, that we can hope right now, but eventually we're going to be living in that hope. We're not going to be hoping for something else in the future. And that is a reality that's coming. And I think it's so important especially when we are in the weight of things and the thick of things um and before too because the thick of things is coming whatever season you're in you know and that can be an intimidating thing but i think it's important for us to have the right mentality i forget i always mix up his name but i think it's paul david trip or david paul trip um i think one of those i think it's paul david trip but he has a really <laughs> good book paul. on on suffering and that's a big part of what he talks about is mm-hmm. how important it is to have the right theology or mindset of who God is and what suffering is right now because we're all going to go through something to some extent. Um, And I think the same is true for having the right idea of eternity and that kind of hope that we have Um, because only then is it going to be that much more real and hopeful if we really don't I think sometimes we can talk about eternity and not really sit with the fact that it's coming and it's here or not here, but like that we, you know, are going to be stepping into that and the hope that's in there in that. So anyway, I'm rambling, but all of that to say is I think it really hits the point of we have to recognize eternity for how real it is, because I think even in that mindset, that outweighs 
everything that we can be going through now because there's hope of a greater something greater coming um and healing too and like you were saying how good the lord is that in the here and now he is healing our hearts he's healing bodies he is comforting he's defending he's standing by us he's going before us walking in things with us and i think that alone can bring comfort too like knowing okay like the lord went through all of this before i did Mm -hmm. and i think there's even hope in that the one who is eternal who has you know is preparing everything for us to come is walking with me right now too that was a big ramble so i don't know if any of that aligned not aligned but made sense and flowed (laughs) yes no i completely agree with you and i think that there's this verse in romans um about abraham and it says about him that contrary to hope in hope he believed. Mm. And I think that is the reality that some of us face in our lives. Contrary to everything around us, every circumstance we face, every literal thing barraging our lives, like, can we, contrary to the hope that everyone thinks we shouldn't have, could we in hope believe the word of God and the promises of God? And it's like, Abraham is obviously one of, is the patriarch of the, of Israel and like he's lauded through scripture. He had his faults, his mistakes, but still like his faith and his hope in God that was so much bigger than his circumstances, that was so much bigger than the things he was looking at. Like he was like, I believe that 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 true thing God said, that thing God said is so true that it doesn't matter that my body is pretty much dead, that my wife's body is pretty much dead. We're going to have a baby because God (laughs) said it, you know? And like, talk about like, no reason to hope there, buddy. Like, and he hopes, like he has hope that God's word will be fulfilled. And sometimes that is the reality that everything around us says God's word is a lie, Mm. that that is not true, that it is not true for you. And it cannot be true for your circumstances. It's just not, you're going to have to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and dust your own self off, off and figure it out for yourself because God is not showing up for you. Mm. And we have to then contrary to hope that that hope, that false belief, we need to in hope believe. We need to trust that God's word is true, that he is going to do everything he has promised. And, you know, he who promised is faithful and he will do it. And that's the God we hope in. And it doesn't say he who promised is faithful. And if, you know, if your circumstances allow for it, he's going to do it. Like he's a little limited, but no, (laughs) he's not limited. Like he is not, we are, but he isn't. And that's the one we have to remember that that's who we have hope in. And yeah, a hundred percent. There are places and things where we can look at our lives and be like, there, there's no way, there's no way that can be fixed, but there's also no way you can take like ashes from a fire and make something pretty out of them. But God can like, and he does. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, that's where we like have to kind of live and function. And that's where our hope needs to be born out of, which also means like, I think I've said this every single time I'm on your podcast, but like saturating ourselves in the word of God is so vital for our hope. Like that is such a practical thing we can be doing every day to like pick up God's word, read it and believe that those promises are true, you know, so that when like we are facing the craziest of things, you know, we have like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, right? They don't bow before the king because before this idol because they trust and believe God's word that God is the only one to bow before and they believe that he is God. So they live their life that way and then they're faced with a fiery furnace and they have hope that God can actually deliver them from that. Mm. 
And that's contrary to all hope, but in hope they believed who their God was. And you know what? They were like, but if he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. But they still honored the one that they trusted more than they they like were led by their feelings or their circumstances. You know, and I think that's like, as we saturate ourselves in God's word, we can then grow in our confidence in who he is because he will, I can guarantee you, he will prove himself true to what he has promised and what he has said. And as we do that, our hope will become more and more anchored because we're not looking for hope here. We're looking yeah. for a hope that is eternal. We're looking for a hope that is beyond us. And that allows us to have a practical ability to walk in our lives today that is contrary to the hope of the world. Yeah, no, I I love everything that you said. And just talking about the one thing you said specifically, how it's like greater than our feelings in the here and the now. Um, and I, I think when you really break it down, like if your hope is not greater than the situation that you're going through, if it's not greater than your mind or your feelings or the power of those things, then it's really not a worthy hope at all. And so praise the Lord, like he is greater. And I think it's important too, and you were diving into this because we were talking a lot about how, you know, we have hope in the eternal and we have hope that like he is going to comfort and all of these things. But I think really even like if, if there's something to simplify it all down to is we have hope in the God who provides all of those things. And, mm -hmm. and that is where our hope lies. And that can be such a comfort, especially when, like you said, we're diving into scripture and we learn who he is and what he has promised and what he wants to do in us and for us. But like, seeing who he is and we have hope in this God who is all knowing, all powerful, all loving and all just. Um, and I think sometimes our situations can feel like they contradict who he is, you know, um, mm. if he's all just and all loving and certain things. And, and those are questions that I've definitely wrestled with, but I think really leaning into that, we see how true those things of the Lord really are despite everything that we're going through and even taking into account everything that we're going through. Like he is so good and so faithful and so powerful. And um, so anyway, I just, we were kind of, you were going in that direction and I really just wanted to emphasize that like our hope is in him and because we've been talking so much about like everything that he is promising and providing, but it, it's rooted in who he is. And mm -hmm. it makes it so sweet because when you really have walked with the Lord or you choose to walk with the Lord and know who he is, you know that you can trust him. And so everything can be going awry and it can feel like eternity is so far off, but you're like, okay, I know the Lord and I know that I can trust the Lord. And so I'm just going to be walking with him because he's got this. And then in those things, like you said, with the fiery furnace and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These names, I'm like, wait, is that right? Um, and they said, like, even if he doesn't deliver us. And so yeah. it's not necessarily hoping in what he could do for us, but in him Amen. himself. Um, and I think that's so important. I, I love that you were saying that. And something I want to dive into, too, is talking about the importance of really saturating ourselves, like you said, in the word of God and in prayer and in worship and in meeting with the body of Christ. Because I think... So often when we're going through something and it feels like our world is falling apart, we isolate and yeah. we can allow ourselves to despair. And I think that's a very natural thing, but it's not going to be helpful in wanting to lean into hope. So I just, I felt like it was important if we can just touch on too, like it's so important to be spending time with God and, and to just reading the Bible 
And again, we talked about this a little bit, but I think then because we get to know more of who he is and, and then feel like we can trust him more because he is trustworthy. But anyway, the importance of really yeah. spending time with God to be able to lean into that hope. Yeah, no, it's so, so vital because it's not of this world. It, like you're saying, I love that you really emphasize like this hope is found in Christ and that is the reason we can have it. So it's not in the things he can do. It's not in anything that's even coming as great as it's going to be. It's because there is this God who is so amazing that we can hope in him. And um, there, uh, some of what you were saying reminded me of Hebrews 10, it's 23 through 25. And it's like, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. And I think that kind of pulls in a lot of what you were just saying, like the importance of we, we, we can't isolate. We need to be seeking him. We need to like remember that, yeah, as the world is getting crazier and it is like, it's crazier and crazier. I mean, I feel like five years ago, <laughs> it wasn't this insane. And every, every month it seems to get like a little nuttier and, you know, but it's like, okay, I can't just curl up by myself in a ball. I need to like, be in the word. I need to be in fellowship with other believers. Like that is so important. And I need to like be exhorting others to do the same, like together mm -hmm. on this journey, we need to like link arms and run forward into that hope that we have of, in Christ, you know, and like run with endurance, the race that is set before us. Cause we're looking at him, you know, and we know he is the author of our faith and he is the finisher of our faith. And he's both he who began that good work he will complete it and we need that like time in the word because like that's where we discover those truths yeah. right like and if if i'm not investing that in my life if i'm investing like even just okay social media and the news and people's opinions and politics and you know all this crazy stuff if that's what's like constantly coming into me like no it's going to be really hard for me to have hope it's yeah. going to be really hard for me to like not be afraid and anxious and fretting about how in the world I'm going to function in a world that is like literally shattering around me, yeah. you know? And, but then when I'm putting in myself, like the truth of God's word and I'm connecting with other believers, listening to a podcast like this, like, you know, I know Megan, like you go through God's word and you study it with your listeners, like all of that kind of stuff. That's what we need to be in investing in our lives, that's what's going to really train us in hope. That's what's going to teach us how to keep doing this. This is not something that we're like necessarily going to do on our on our own, which is why the Bible talks about it so much. Like there are so many verses about hope and how our hope is in God's word. Our hope is in him. This is where we find our hope. This is how to hope. Like this is what our hope is. Like it talks, that's why God's word talks about it so much because it's not innately in us, but we can like come to his word, we can ask for it and God will meet us there and he will teach us how to hope and how to rise above our circumstances. But it is what needs to be like poured into and invested, something we're investing in ourselves, you know? Yeah, I think that's so good. Something that we're investing in ourselves and just the importance of that. And I think just in my own life, like as an example, I've seen that so profoundly. There is, you know, and we've talked about this on the podcast, before, but when my grandmother was killed a couple of years or multiple years ago now, 
and I felt like I, it, it was feeling like my world was falling apart and almost too, like, honestly, my perception of the Lord, which is why I really love that book, Suffering, because I think, I, I wish it was something that I had read beforehand, and I'm glad that I have read now for anything that does come in the future. But my perception of the Lord was very much kind of like, well, the Lord is so good. And I think subconsciously I was thinking, because he's been so good to me and my life has been so good and there's not been anything crazy that's been happening or has happened. And so all that to say is this moment where it felt like the Lord was not present really mm-hmm. shook me and really was heartbreaking for for our family. And just speaking to the importance of surrounding yourself in the things of the Lord, like at first, you know, I was really trying to like read my Bible and pour into the Lord. And I think that was so crucial for me because he really did show up so many times and spoke to me in different small ways. And he met me in those ways. But there were times too, I remember, I think reading the book of Job or there was a study on Job and thinking to myself, well, like, Job wouldn't understand what I'm going through. And I'm, you know, like Job went through the most, like he just went through so much, (laughs) but I just was in this place where I felt like, you know, like he, he doesn't understand. And so you, you know, then that's just by yourself, like between you and the Lord. But then I had friends praying for me. And then I went on this retreat and was surrounded by worship and like the word of God. And that's when the Lord really met me was like surrounded by community with worship after diving into his word in second Corinthians one. And so all of that to say is, I think it's so important to really pour yourself in, not just in studying the Bible alone, which is so crucial. And that's something that I was doing and we all should do, but to be surrounding ourselves with other people too, who are going to pour into you and to go to, you know, Bible studies and retreats and all these things, because the Lord moves in those places and he can meet you in ways that maybe we're shutting down when it's just him and us, but he can use other people too, to confirm those things. And, um, Mm -hmm yeah, just to, to be his hands and feet to comfort us. So all that to say, I think that's just a personal example of like, okay, the Lord really moves when we seek him and when we show up in those ways and he is beyond faithful to be there for us, Mm -hmm. but it's so important for us to invest in that and to actually take those steps. Um, because the Lord can meet us regardless, you know, he's God, but it is so important if we want to cling to that hope to actually pursue the one who gives us that hope. Because otherwise, yes. you know, if we're if we're turning him away, then of course hope is going to feel like it's not around us, that we don't have it. If we're turning away the one who is our hope, you know. So yeah, I love, I just love that you said, like, we have to be investing in those things and pursuing those things. It's so good. Yeah, and it needs to happen in the moment of the trial, but it needs to happen in the time before that trial, like we never know when the the storm's going to hit, right? But if these are the practices of our lives, it will be easier when that storm hits to continue that practice into the next, through that storm. And we need to continue it after, you know, sometimes we come out of the end of it and we're like, oh, that's done. Okay. I can like let my guard down or I don't have to be in the word as much. And it's like, no, like if I could say anything, like my friend, please don't do that. Like keep clinging, keep holding on because we, that's how, that's how you grow stronger. That's how the next storm that comes, you stand a little firmer on the rock that is Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he is our hope. This is so, this is so encouraging and so good. Just as we're wrapping up in this conversation. And I do just want to say too, like, we don't know who is listening that does feel like their personal world is falling apart. Mm -hmm. And I think 
honestly, it could be more than we expect or more than people let on that that's happening too. So just an encouragement like the Lord is with you and he is your hope and he is more than able to walk with you in this and and to hold you up and to comfort you and to show you that there is hope in him. But do you have just a last encouragement for the women of Sheila's Purposefully who are listening to this podcast and just a last encouragement, whether it's from your book or your Devo time or any anything, whether it's related to this topic or not, but just the last encouragement for them. Well, sure. So I, I think I would say like to, I think specifically to that girl who feels like hope is beyond her reach right now. I think what I would want to say to you is that it is not like Jesus wants to meet you where you are. He wants to surround you and comfort you and show you that he can offer you hope that is so much bigger than your circumstances. And I know it doesn't feel possible, but I would just implore you truly to open your Bible and sit alone with him, but then don't stay alone. Um, Invite others into that because I think so often the enemy wants us isolated and assuming kind of like what Megan said before about her own story, like reading the book of Job and like, well, that's only, he doesn't get it. He doesn't (laughs) understand me and my pain. And I think that is such a real feeling for so many of us. And you might be feeling that right now, like no one can understand what I'm going through right now. And you know what? No one can understand the depth of what you're going through. No person can, but Jesus can. And then he can put people in your life who will love you, encourage you, pray for you and support you. And, um, and I would just encourage you, like, don't, don't think you have to do this alone, you know? And, um, if you want prayer, like, please, you can email me. I'm sure Megan would happily have you message her too. And we will pray for you, but like also have those people in your life and be in the word and like, God will, he will show up. He will meet you there. And um, yeah, and, and that is the, that's, this is the hope that I tried to weave into my book. So yes, that, that hope of like the hope of Jesus Christ, that it is so much bigger than anything else. And um, so yeah, if you're, if you're interested in seeing how story can do that, feel free to check that out. But otherwise, like really just my heart in all that I'm doing right now is really to just point young women um, old women, old men, young men, whatever, <laughs> the the love and hope that's found in Jesus Christ. Because I feel like in, a, in our world, we need hope. We need love um, that is true and eternal. And that can only be uh, begun in him. So, yeah. I love that. I love it. And yeah, so I will be linking Carly's book as well in the show notes. And Carly, where can people find you outside of outside of book? Sure. So um, I have an Instagram that's at CJ Malacy. Um, my website is cjmalacy.com. So I'm, I am more present on Instagram probably than any other social media. And um, I do like have an email list on my, on my website. So if you sign up for that, I'm most active there. Like I send out regular updates and emails, what's going on, share recommendations and everything. Um, and I have like a CJ Malacy slash SLP for listeners of Sheila's purposefully. And normally I have like a short story or something on there, but I have like a whole list of um, verses and just kind of encouragements that have been a blessing to me on hope. And so I'm going to, I'll put that together in like a PDF and have that on my website. So if you sign up for my email newsletter that way, you can like get that. So if you kind of love to like dive into the Bible verses that really explore the message of hope, um, that will give you kind of a jumping off point for that with a couple little notes from me. So, um, you know, you're welcome to check that out too. I love that. I love that. And that was cjmalacy.com backslash SLP, was it? 
Yes. Okay, perfect. So we'll link that in the show notes too. That's so good. And I loved just your final encouragement. And, you know, it's so simple, but again, so necessary and so profound. Like Jesus is your hope and he will show up for you. Like he is faithful to do that. So cling to him run to him. He he is faithful and tried and true. And we've seen it all throughout scripture. And I think that's something that's so beautiful too. Just I'm thinking of this now is that, and you brought this up earlier, but Jesus literally tells us to expect, to expect trials, tribulation, mm-hmm. like this world is not going to be easy. And we see all throughout scripture in basically every single character that is in the Bible something that they're going through that the Lord is faithful to bring them out of or walk with them in and then the yeah. eternal hope that they have too. So I, I think it's so cool that our God is not a God of empty promises and of empty hope, but of someone that we can look back on, whether it's in our own lives, lives of others or in scripture and see like he does show up. And so I can trust him to do that for yeah. me. So anyway, yeah. I just, it, your last encouragement reminded me of that. And yeah, so I'm so thankful for all of your wisdom, Carly. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Megan. I absolutely love being here.